Hi, Anthems listeners. We've decided to do something a little different this time around. In honour of Transgender Awareness Week, we're bringing you five episodes that capture intimate, one-on-one discussions between pairs of trailblazers, creatives and activists. Amidst all the noise, it's time to platform the voices and discussions that you should be paying attention to. This conversation was also filmed, so check the episode description if you'd like to watch along. Anthems has always been a space for exceptional voices to celebrate and contemplate what it means to be human. And the conversation you're about to hear is no different. Welcome to Anthems Talks. This is Anthems. This is not a choice. Being trans is a choice and also like the surgeries. It's not like cosmetic. It's, it's life-saving um, treatment it's, for some trans it's, people. It's literally life-saving. Even if you'd shouted down the street, I was gone. I'd be like, all right then, sis. It just wouldn't bother me. Right. And you still want <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Everybody wants <laughs> me. The boys want me. The girls. And the they don't want me. I want my like young queer followers to see someone like me standing up for myself. Hey, I'm Charlie Craggs. And I'm Kenny Ethan Jones. And this is Anthems. Your, Your word, word of the, of the day, day is... is Realness! Kenny, tell them how we met, Kenny. Tell them. How did we meet? We met on a River Island campaign. Oh, is that what you're telling people now, Kenny? <laughs> yeah. That's what we no. met. In, yeah, that what, is, in, yeah. In, what, 2018 now? Yeah, yeah. I always find it so funny because we were like, and we still are like complete opposites. Yeah. We're like <laughs> the fox and the hound. Remember that film? Well, I feel like that's a bit of a straight version. I feel like I need to think of a... A, a gay, queer, a, a gay, queer yeah, a, a queer like metaphor, but like I'm like the gayest person, you're like the straightest person. Uh, Charlie so, has a running joke where it's like, I'm the straightest queer person you'll probably ever meet. Literally, yeah. Kenny, who is Jerry Halliwell? Ginger Spice. You know, that? yeah, that's the first time he's got it. I've literally, the other day we mentioned Jerry, ha- like, I can't remember why. Why did we mention it? I thought we were talking about Victoria Becker with the documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I said something about like Jerry Halliwell and then you said like, who's Jerry Halliwell? And then I was like... Multiple times. No, so then I started filming. I was like, say that again for the camera. I thought he was joking. Like, I definitely wasn't joking. And then today, like I said, just randomly, I was in the bathroom. I said, Kenny, who's Jerry Halliwell? And he didn't know again. I'm, like, have some respect, like, and you want to call yourself queer? I have respect for the Spice Girls, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I just would probably walk past them if I saw oh, them on the street. that is not respectful. And it's the irony is that, like, I'm, I'm like, quotation marks, like, straight now. <laughs> and you're, like, the gay, I'm, like, <laughs> very this, gay. It's just, like, the weirdest friendship. But it's, like, the most wholesome friendship. I feel like you're, like, a brother to me at this point. I agree. Sister. You're calling me a brother? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna say I knew See, it. he knows my jokes already. Haha. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um so we met on the River Island shoot, didn't we? The Pride campaign for 2018. I'd heard about you before. We didn't oh, follow God. each other. And I'm like, I know stories about you. I know you knew my friend. Da, 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 da. And I was like, he's so hot, but I I would never go there. You're just thinking I'm a fuckboy, innit? Yeah, <laughs> but you are. You're saying I'm thinking it, but you are one. <laughs> kind of. I'm less fuckboy. No, no, and I'm more the fuck You're, boy yeah, now. Exactly. That's, that's the weirdest thing is like <laughs> the expectations. Yeah, I know. It's so yeah. weird. Like we really are just like complete opposites. Yeah. But then in some ways, no, because I feel like what we bonded over and what we do have in common is like 
quite a similar background, like upbringing. Yeah. yeah in that we both yeah. grew up in West London, in like quite a similar part, like I'm Labrador, you're Kilburn. I think that's definitely what helps us bond in the terms of like, we understand each other's sense of humor. Although it took me a while because I remember <laughs> in the beginning, I'd be like, is she serious? Oh my God, with memes. Like I would say like a <laughs> meme reference and Kenny just wouldn't get the reference. Wait. And I'm like, you just need to go away and just watch like Vine compilations. I told you, I was like, one day you need to give me like a crash course. Yeah, he literally said that. He was like, you need to write like a list of things. It's going to be an alphabetical yeah, list yeah, yeah, of yeah. each of meme. Like, oh my God, it's, it's a mess. But anyway. It's fine. We're, st we're still I'm, here. I'm here. I'm queer. <laughs> I'm here and I'm straight. <laughs> and together we are. <laughs> Ablisa. Oh my God. Do you All know right. what Ablisa is? Of course I don't. Oh Who's my God. Oh my. Okay, we're moving on. Next question. <laughs> Ask me a question, Kenny. Okay. What's your favorite thing about me? That ass. <laughs> That Narni shaker. Yeah, you need to represent Narni shakers. Oh, give Kizzy a shout out. Yeah, Kizzy, Kenny's sister, queen of the Narni shakers. Oh um, I can't believe you've introduced Narni shakers to this conversation. I'm a Narni shaker. <laughs> but um, Kenny, yeah, I love Kenny's sister um, more than I love Kenny. Almost. Oh, really? Yeah, close, but... So basically you're saying... No, no, no. Love, my the thing that you love about me is my sister. No, I'll tell you what I love about you. We're going to get deep now. Is that like humble flex? We went to like a red carpet premiere thing the other day. Mm -hmm. I was very dressed up. And I look... I mean, I'm much more obviously trans than Kenny. Like Kenny can walk in the street and no one clocks him. No one... He doesn't get any crap like that for being trans. Whereas I go out and most days I'll get like a comment, a stare. People know because it's obvious, like from my voice especially. But like... That's why in my everyday, I kind of dress down and like try and blend in. But like I was dressed up. I feel like I looked quite transy just for like the daytime going to this premiere. And then like, it sounds so stupid. And you told me like, why would you say like, thanks for that? But just the way like you walk in the street with me and like, you're not ashamed of me. It sounds crazy. But like that is, is, I don't take that for granted because like my whole life, I was going to say growing up, but even in recent years, I always had people in my life be like embarrassed to be with me in public, like from from being in school and literally having people be like, oh, I, I'm going home with someone else today because I can't, I can't walk with you because they're going to call me gay as well. Or like even to like dating more recently as a trans woman, like having people ashamed to be with you in the street. And it just hits me and I forget sometimes that you're trans because I just think of you as this really manly guy that I'm friends with. You're like my only guy friend. And then just the fact that you like walked to me in the street and I could just tell there was not an, like an ounce of like, oh God, someone's looking at us. Like, and that's what I feel walking with, like even family, I feel that way. So Seriously. not to be, yeah, to go from saying your ass to now saying <laughs> this, it's, it's, yeah, That's a really I love you a lot, Kenny. I love you too. I'm glad that you feel that way and you feel comfortable and safe. I hope you always, have you always felt like that? With you, yeah. yeah. That's good. You know I've always felt that way. That's good. I'm glad I'm, I'm able to, to help you in that sense because I know, like, I have a lot of privilege in the sense of my transness. I've been passing since I was, I don't know. For at least the last, it's like seven, seven. All right, Kenny, no one likes to show. No, just, but I'm just, <laughs> see, you just ruined the yeah. moment. No, you ruined, ruined the moment ruined by moment. showing off about how possible you are. No, but I was going to say that, like, yeah. I, I've also been on the other side of that and it's not nice. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And so. For a week, I, you're on the other side of that. No, I'm joking. No, <laughs> two go days. On, go on, give it. Yeah, no. Go on, tell me. Because no. how, how was it for you growing up? Like, because obviously. I'm being serious right now. No, I'm being serious now. For real, for real, okay. I'm being serious. Okay. Obviously, like you do pass really well now, right. but like in the early stages of transition for like trans guys, like though they turn the party really quick and that voice deepens really quick and the hair, hairy chest mm. comes and stuff. But like, how was it for you before that? Especially growing up in like being working class, like myself, like in West London, how was that? I didn't care about not being passing, if I'm honest. Yeah. It was more about 
I was always the discussion point, no matter where I was, no matter what room I was in. And that's why like, I really found hard because I remember often going to parties and they'd be like, you know, that used to be a girl, right? And that's what used to get to me. I couldn't just be me, Kenny, in a room. It was always, that's the trans guy or that's the person that used to be a girl. I just felt like I was bogged down by being trans. It was like, I, I have a lot of other good qualities, many other interesting things about me. And this is the thing that you constantly focus on. I just felt, yeah, kind of just shrunk and just small. And so I think that's what it was. I didn't really care about the whole people. Even if you shouted down the street, I was a girl. I'd be like, all right then, sis. Just wouldn't bother me. Yeah, and you still want <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Everybody wants me. The boys want me. The girls. And the it's they true. don't want yeah. me. Yeah, no, probably, I just, I, I don't know. I think, yeah, it was just the the feeling like I could only be one thing. And I didn't, I wasn't this multi-dimensional person. That was the thing that really bothered me about. Yeah. But do you know what I think is really nice? Like just as an outsider, having stayed at your house recently, seeing how much your community love you, like where you are. And like Sweet the life. fact that you're openly trans but like your community like fully accept you they fully respect you and they were the same with me where i grew up it's just like really nice to see especially as another trans person seeing how how they treat you have you got any stories of like gender euphoria like that like moments that like make you feel euphoric it's always going to be top surgery get them out get them out i was like should i should I, I do it? We're Should allowed I? to. They We're told us, get the tits out for the boys. Tits out for the boys. Uh. <laughs> You're going to do it? Oh. Should I get mine out as well? No, 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 too far. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I would be euphoric if my chest looked like that, to be fair. So. Thank you very much. How did it feel when you woke up from surgery? I was high as shit. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I, was, I was like, where am I? No, do you know what? No, in all seriousness, I literally remember waking up. I remember my eyes like slowly widening. And I remember like hearing all, like my senses coming back alive, like hearing all of the noises, like the beeping of the machine, instantly kind of like coming back to myself and realizing where I was. I was like, oh yeah, I'm in hospital. I've had top surgery. My first reaction, remember just grabbing my hand and being like, and just double checking that the surgery actually took place. Then I was like, okay, this is good. I'm flat chested. I went back to the room and um, my cousin came with me, Carla. And so he was in the room and I was so high on the medication that I was like, take a photo. I want to remember this moment. And you know, the sick bucket that they give you like for, yeah. I thought that was my hat and put it on to take the photo. And I've got a photo of me being like this to the camera with a sick bucket on my head rather than my snapback. So... Yeah, it was really nice. And then I had surgery done in Brighton. So we went to Brighton Beach. I think it was the day before the top surgery. And I wouldn't do this now because I obviously know more about climate justice and things like that and just irresponsible decision at the time. But I didn't know better. Threw my binder into the sea as like a farewell of, well, this is the last time I ever have to wear this. And also it was in such crappy condition. I had worn that thing to absolute you know shreds. What? I'm sure there's trans dolphins out there who will be grateful. <laughs> Apparently dolphins are gay anyway, so you never They're know. Some, some of them are probably gearing towards the, yeah. the femme spectrum or masculine spectrum or gay. So. Yeah. But tell me, tell me about yours. Oh, well, my, well, talking about surgery. Yeah, I um, don't actually know what yours is. Well, because there's so many. <laughs> but my, like, top surgery, when I had my, like, chest done, top surgery. My chest. 
my breasts. Boobies. When I had my breasts done, my mm-hmm. breast augmentation, um, I woke up and it wasn't a philosophical, really profound moment. Mm. Mine was literally waking up to be sick. No. <laughs> so you're playing around with your sick bucket. I was literally <laughs> being literally sick of mine. Up. And I had my nose done at the same time as my boobs. So I had my like gauze in my nose. So like, I couldn't obviously breathe out my nose because it's all stu- they literally stuff it. That the, it catches the blood. Mm. And then, so bear in mind, I can't breathe out my nose. I have literally projectile vomit coming out of my mouth, like, <laughs> literally like that, like, li- and down myself because I couldn't even reach my bucket because I was in so much pain. And I was all strapped up and I couldn't breathe because my nose is completely blocked. So I'd only get a chance to gasp for breaths when between like vomit and oh I was God. like pressed in my butt. I'm like, I'm help, help. I genuinely, I'm not exaggerating. I thought I was going to die. And like this, I think it's a nice way to bring Wait. this round into a learning moment for our listeners, our cis listeners, is that okay. like this, both our stories, you with the euphoric story, me with the less euphoric story and like the pain I went through and like literally thinking I was going to die shows how this is not a choice. Like how being trans is a choice and also like the surgeries. It's not like cosmetic. It's, it's um, life-saving it's, it's, for some trans it's, people. It's literally life-saving. It's not like about, it's not about vanity and being, looking hot. It's about not wanting to kill yourself and stuff like, cause you wouldn't like the, your euphoria with it shows like the real feeling of it, but also like me with my surgeries and I've had other surgeries go wrong, like really wrong. And I wouldn't choose to put myself through that pain. It's like a, I don't want to live if I can't have this done, like mm. sort of pain, you know, like, and I think that shows how serious it is just to bring it back for a moment away from the jokes. Yeah, no, I agree. Gender dysphoria is a, a strong thing to experience. Like I remember, taking down all the mirrors in my house and having I to did, argue yeah. about my mum about it because like, I just, I, I can't deal with this just yet. And she, she was really kind about it. I covered the mirrors in my room. Experiences that are like parallels between other trans people shows again, like what, a, like that this is very much like a, the lived experience of most trans people. And like, again, I'd say to like people listening who are getting like kind of pulled into the debate around us and like, if it's you know, a choice or whatever. And it's like, it shows how natural it is because if all our testimonies are pretty much saying the same thing, mm. oh, I felt this way, da, 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 and it's like, and we're doing the same things and, you know, feeling the same way. It just shows that it's a universal experience and there's like something to it, you know? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Right. I we... mean, I'd hope you'd agree, Kenny. Like you'd be a transphobe <laughs> if you didn't agree. No, <laughs> I do. I think, I think for cis people, sometimes it's just, you just, you just don't get it because it's not your experience. I personally think that one of the things that I really loved in terms of your work was no transphobia. So talk to the people, make them understand. Because you did Richard Branson's nails, didn't you? Yeah, but I've also done your nails, Kenny. And so I, I allowed Charlie to do a single pinky. Breaking down toxic masculinity. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kenny. Even Richard Branson got a full set done. Maybe anyway. I'll, maybe I'll, I'll let you do a full set. <laughs> All right, you're fine. I'm really... Don't flat yourself. Got a bigger clientele now. Anyway, that's what I was doing when I met Kenny for like the last 10 years now. It's actually the 10 year anniversary, literally around this time. Uh, Yeah. Although it's been on hiatus for a while, but I've been um, running a campaign called Nail Transphobia. I travel around the UK with a pop up nail salon and I offer the public free manicures for the chance to sit down and have a chat with a trans person. Um, So, like, while they're getting their nails done, they can ask us questions or we can just have a chat 
But the point is that they get to meet a trans person because just most people haven't met a trans person. We make up a very small part of the population. I mean, even before I transitioned, like two years into my transition, even I'd never met a trans person. Like we're mm-hmm. very few and far between. There's obviously more of us now, but um, it just gives people a chance to meet one because one, but <laughs> a chance to meet us because that's where transphobia comes from is and, and just any prejudices through like not understanding and misinformation and believing the misinformation because you don't know better. Whereas when you meet someone from a community that you've heard a lot about, it breaks down that barrier and it changes hearts and minds. And like, it's the point of getting to meet someone from outside of your echo chamber. What was the most common question you got asked? Most people just have the same like kind of questions. It's not like a mm. special standout question, but I think that shows why it's needed. Most people are neutral on trans issues in the UK. Yeah. I'd say most people like, they're not against it. Like in the way that the media wants to paint it, that it's like women versus trans women. It's literally like a very tiny amount of very privileged women who have Times columns and Telegraph columns who, you know, are very loud and, and very privileged. No, but it's the truth. And they're the ones who are making it seem like it's a women versus trans women issue where most women literally do not care. But there's a lot are actually pro us and who are like, love LGBT people. And then there's most, I'd say the majority are people who are neutral and just do not care either way. Like, just do what you want. I don't care. Like, even if I don't really understand it, I haven't got a problem with you. And I think that's kind of the people I was, who I've always kind of aimed my activism at is like bringing them on side because it's almost impossible to bring Someone who's decided, yeah. I don't see your humanity, I'm against you. There's no point talking Thank to you. that. Like, I can't talk to you. There's nothing I can say. You literally, you don't want me to be alive. So I'd rather spend my time bringing the people over who are halfway there and mm. putting the work in and that way. And like the same with you, really, with like the kind of stuff you've done in your career has been about kind of tapping into that. I classify them as the questioning. You know, they're just everyday people who have seen or have heard many stories about trans people probably haven't met one and really just lack the understanding, but are empathetic and are willing to listen and learn. And, you know, they say all the wrong things, but the intention is good. Yeah, yeah. And those are the people that I love having conversations with because once you kind of break down some of the things that they hear, they're like, so there's no truth in that? I'm like, zero. Mm. But I read this and I'm like, I know. Exactly. I know, like I know it's it's out there, but you know, a lot of, you know, there's lots of misinformation about trans people out there. And I just, yeah, I love having conversations with people who are just, just open. Yeah. You know? but I, think, I think that's what your book's going to be really good for doing. Uh, a little announcement, guys. Ken's I got know. a book coming out very soon. I do indeed. I'm seeing him finishing it off I'm right now. At home, home. Yeah. Banging my head <laughs> Literally. My I just lied on his bed in silence, like slopped Literally, over his bed. I came into house and I'm like, you okay? Do you, you know dead? that's why I was that lied on the bed today? Generally. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been there. Like, I've got a book too, guys. To my trans sisters. Available at all good bookshops. Look at you yeah. actually promoting your work. Oh, I was going to say, I, I thought you were going to say, I didn't know you had a book. Because literally, guys, Kenny, I'll, I'll say things. And oh. you'll be like, what? And I'm like, my book and he's like oh and he hasn't read my book he's supposed to be my best friend doesn't has never watched my bbc documentary oh, to my uh, transitioning teens available on iplayer like i'll reference that from my instagram he will be like what? i do know these he doesn't things, know who though. jerry hallowell is he's not a good friend guys <laughs> he's not a good friend he's a good advocate and activist in our community but everyone's gonna friend. see this now and go good like, they should yeah okay yeah anyway, right. tell us about the book kenny that i won't be reading i will make a commitment that I will read your book after I've written mine. Go on, tell us about your book. My book. Oh God, the book. The What's first the book. aim of the, the book? baby? Yeah. What's My the first baby. I'm writing to two different type of people. I'm writing to the person that who is really questioning about just understanding transness because they've never come across a trans person, or you know, they just there's so much information out there they don't know who to believe. And the the second half are people who are kind of against trans people actually. Do you know what? Honestly, the goal is if somebody reads the book from.
Mm. It's, it's not about proving, yeah. you know what I mean? My existence and my worthiness and how like to be deserving. It's more about just giving you an opportunity to hear from yeah. our side of the story. From And obviously I'm, I'm talking on behalf of trans people. Obviously I'm only one man with one experience, but it talks about lots of different things. Like one of the first chapters is about gender. And, you know, I think a lot of people understand Western culture version of gender, but don't know about like more indigenous cultures and like how we used to see things like that form. And then, yeah, about being black, trans and bi, so an intersectionality experience. And I think that's probably been one of the hardest chapters to write actually, because I think when you write a book, as you know, you're confronted with a lot of, a lot of your life and a lot of therapy is necessary and you have to really work through those things. And so I, I hope it does good. It comes out on the 6th of June. It's called Dear Cis People. Good title. Dear Cis People. It's a lot. I think I'm it's going to be a really powerful way of bringing people into the conversation. Yeah. But that's... I mean, I'm not going to read it, like I said, but I'm <laughs> sure it will do good for the people who do read it. I feel like that's fair if you don't read it. Yeah. I that's think okay. it's fair. I never asked you. I'm telling you. <laughs> anyway, next question. <laughs> Have you got any advice for any like young trans or even just queer people, queer yeah. young people listening who, you know, maybe aren't feeling so joyful and finding it hard to find the joy? Have you got any mm. advice for them? That's a good question. I mean, I know I do. I, my yeah. advice is always, if you're not feeling strong right now, because I can imagine like how hard, it, like I not even imagine, I know how hard it is being a queer kid, like growing up in a rough area, going to a rough school bit of a rough family my thing was I draw strength from the people I saw in the media like Big Brother's just come back recently and I remember like watching Nadia the first time around on Big yeah. Brother like you mean like literally like over Epic. it was the first time I saw a trans person first of all and I had a word for how I felt like straight away I knew I was like that's exactly how I feel but also it was like seeing her not be a victim was so important to me because up till then I didn't know any like I didn't have anyone in my life who was even gay or queer or anything and like the few times I'd see it on TV, it'd be like a victim, like someone who was like, you know, you'd, you'd know you're going to have a hard life. But she, yeah, just like taught me not to be a victim. And like, that's what I try and do now for the kids who haven't got strength now. The reason I'm so vocal on Instagram with my comebacks that I'm pretty well known for now. No, my, the what's, it, what's the series called? This is what I was saying earlier, guys. Kenny doesn't even know anything I do. I'm very popular on Instagram for my The Tea and LGBT is for Try Me Bitch series where I clap back at people being transphobic to me online. And do you know what? Jokes aside, the reason I do that is because I want my like young queer followers to see someone like me standing up for myself mm. and like being a bitch, to be quite honest. Like not being a fucking walkover. I'm so sick of like us being victims, fight back, say something back. Even with my attack, you know, the attack I was, I was attacked recently and that went viral. And even in the, that, you can see me fighting back, even in person, like no longer will we be victims. We need like the next generation to fucking argue back. I was walking down, I think it was Soho and I was a trans friend, uh, trans girl. And then one of these guys must have shouted, that's a man. And I was like, yeah, well, if that's a man, I'm a woman. And the guy went, what the hell is happening right now? He went, ah, ah, I'm scared. But you know what? It was just one of those times where I've taken a, like a bad situation and added humor to it. And obviously it's yeah. not like in the same way oh that was God, of yours. Yeah. But I just, I really reflect on that moment and laugh because he was in genuine shock. Yeah, but yeah, that's no how we need to treat them. To but that you need to get them <laughs> off guard because they're expecting you to come back and be like, 
Misgendering me or something like that, and I'm like the same as you when these when these boys who spat on my face on the tube were shouting at me like, "Oh, it's a female. Have you got a cock?" And I was like, "Yeah, but it's bigger than yours." Out loud, and everyone on the tube was laughing. I, you know, I said that. That's all over the internet now. Three million people have watched me say that to you. You loser. So, do you know what I'm saying? You have to. I want a generation of young queer people who are sassy and fight back and yeah. put these people in their places that they're scared to start on us because you're going to get beat, whether it's by words or punches by a tranny or a faggot in the street because they need to learn. You don't, you don't speak to us like that anymore. That doesn't fly around here. This is not the school playground anymore, okay? This is one of the ways that we're opposite. I oh, yeah, because Kenny's boring. He's like, <laughs> oh, I'm brand friendly. And I'm like, no, I'm like, Actually, no, Mr. Brand. I'll like message the brand back when we're doing collabs together. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's not do yeah. that here. Yeah, let's not. No names. But anyway, but Kenny's the opposite. Kenny's a nice trans person. Hello. I'm, I'm the one JK, JK Rowling told you about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think I, I just personally, my approach is different. And I think there's yeah. nothing wrong with either one. I yeah. just think that I'd rather invest my energy into things that are more. Yeah result producing of my life and think that's it no but also there'll be young people who resonate with that more yeah, there'll be yeah. ones who resonate with me more and need me more and there'll be ones who need yeah. you more and it's ultimately like we need I all of us back in a way that you could need i know you couldn't yeah i know you're too sassy so watch your mouth yeah exactly yeah. i'm just not trying to yeah. put myself in that position because i won't win <laughs> yeah so i'm playing to my strengths which is let me keep my mouth shut and go about my business and take your top off because yeah. that's all you're good at yeah exactly. take that one top off again <laughs> kenny <laughs> that same old it. trick because that's all you got going I'm for you daddy yeah uh, it's all right. I'll take it. Talking of that Soho story, mm. where's your like, because I know you're a bit of a, like, you like to a little party. Outside. Have you got any spaces that, because I'm the opposite. I'm like, not outside. I'm like, <laughs> in, 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 in all the time, like pajamas on all the time. But go on, what, where, where's your like, what bring, what spaces bring you like that queer joy? I love Pussy Palace. I've always loved Pussy Palace. I somewhere completely different. Oh, Jesus Christ. I just had the first one. I'm like, fucking hell, Kenny. Anyway, Vaginas. yeah, love. Like, Vaginas. if I was someone who liked going out, that would be the place. Like, yeah. I went once and it was really good. And yeah. I love the people who arrange it as well. Yeah, Pussy Palace, it just feels very special. And it feels like in that space, there is, you know, sometimes you feel like too much. Mm. You're never too, like it doesn't exist doesn't there. exist you're not no enough yeah exactly yeah, you need like, to step, step your pussy up, up what you're doing yeah. Like, yeah and that's what i love about pussy palette it's just like over the top and just just embodies be you yeah um and sometimes that can be you're just chill and you know you dress in casual kind of stuff and then there's sometimes where it's over the top and it's yeah. extreme and i think there's i just i don't know i feel like there's a place for everybody in pussy palace one of them yeah and they've made sure it's, that's clear in the way it's like sold as a space yeah. like you know coming to that that like you, you this you're welcome here and the people who are not so welcome here know that they're not welcome here do as know, well do, do you know um i can't i don't know the money so don't quote me on how much I'm i know saying, i know what you're gonna say but they basically changed their entry yeah fees for, for guys <laughs> yeah. and it was like i think it was black women yeah black, black trans women black trans women and, and then black like people, it's like a white people, yeah, it's a tier system. Like, straight white yes, men, straight good, white men. yeah. And it was something like hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, so it should be. Get out of our space. Why are you taking that space for? No, and also, kind of a dying. I just found it so funny. Yeah. Like, like 
it's not about them buying the ticket or not buying yeah. the ticket. It's just the, the saying yeah. of it. Like Because you know is... as well, like the people on Twitter are going to go mad that it's like, you know, they do it like lit We are not well. accepting And they're like, oh my God, it's that women only space. And then it's like, no, you're allowed to come. You just have to pay yeah. it like just pay a thousand pound as you should. Yeah. It's a straight thing. Yeah, literally. And even just like the way they get like the, like I know they do like trans women of color, they get their cabs home and yeah, stuff like things like that. Funds, like that's where, your, that's where your ticket price is going, yeah. Bob. And they so. do a buddy system as well. And they also do quiet spaces inside of their venues. Oh, amazing. So if you need like a chill room just to relax and just to That's where I would be. You would, you would live in that room 100%. Because Not like, even stress, yeah. just in oh, there. Yeah, literally, I wouldn't even come out of the quiet room. Yeah. I like, because I'm the opposite of you, like the <laughs> places that bring me queer joy is literally on my sofa at home away from watching straight people. Race. Yeah, literally, it's just like... But um, I guess drag, anywhere that does drag is like a place that brings me queer joy. Also like kind of community spaces. That's what brings me the kind of queer joys being in those kind of like community spaces. You have the best conversations in those spaces as well, like connect with people. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like party spaces as well, but I also have a lot yeah. of love for those spaces. I think it's too. really nice for like, we were talking about young people as well, to, mm. like earlier, to have spaces that aren't like alcohol centric, you know, and to yeah. have places that yeah, are- sober spaces as well. You know, yeah. like, because a lot of our community is like, we struggle sometimes with like drink and sex because that's yes. what we that's what we've been allowed like yeah. we've only ever had spaces like that like only recently we've had even just like the first lgbt community center in, yeah. in london which i'm an ambassador of but yeah i guess if you're in in pussy palace like what would be your jam what would be your anthem bring it back to anthems oh my god i don't know i'll be some I basic thought, this I... is again where we're so different It'll be a white boy song. Like You're it'll be so the most embarrassing. It'll be like this. Do you know what it'll be? It'll be the script. <laughs> it'll, do you know what? Yeah, no offense no to the script. No but, shame. Yeah, Absolutely. but he loves the script. The script I was shocked. Like when I'm in his house and I hear that, I was like, this Caucasian music is even too Caucasian for no, me. Listen, I will sing my heart out any day to the script. You're so cute. Thank you very much. I don't know. Do you know what? It probably would be the script. And oh, I, where was you last night? You're at Lauf. Lauf. Yeah. Oh my god. He's your other white boy. Yeah, I love him. You're. I feel offended when he says he's your favorite white boy because I'm your favorite white boy in my head. But my yeah, what's yours? I'm trying to think. Like, I don't really have. I think just anything in Lady Gaga's discography. Like, honestly, <laughs> like, because for me as well, that harks back to like a lot of what I'm doing now is for younger me, mm. and like she was, she saved my life. Like her and Drag Race. I remember when I was like 16, and then like I went to a shitty all boys school in like Hounslow. That's where I was in school, and like when she came out and at the same time Drag Race kind of came out and it was on at like 3 a.m. In in, on E4 in the middle of the night, but I stumbled mm. across it and I like, it just, it literally, I'm not exaggerating, it saved my life. Like 100% mm. would not be sitting here now. I couldn't have made it through the end of school. It was so hard school. And like, I would just like have that in my ears because I would have no one talk to me at school. Like no, people, I would go a whole day and like no one would have said a word to me other than batty boy, faggot, chitty man. Like that's all I'd get all day. Mm. Um, so yeah, I would just have that in my ears all the time. They find it funny that, because I think what we're talking about is kind of like safety, like our own safety, like our where we retreat to, essentially. Yeah. And they're really like not big things. They're really small things like watching Drag Race and yeah. sitting on the sofa. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be like just listening to the script in my room. Yeah. I think I'd suggest going back to talking about queer youth, find that. What is that thing for you? What makes you come home and feel safe? And mm. leaning to that and stay away from things that tend to to hurt you or discourage you or make you feel less than or yeah. less deserving. Because yeah, it might just be watching Drag Race. Oh my God, I li- yeah, 100%. That's so strange. I've never thought about that. It's just, yeah, it's like a comfort. Yeah. Literally everything else could be bad in your life. Yeah, that's what, yeah. that's what made you through. Wild. Literally. Oh my God, that was very deep for 
for you, Mr. Hey. Take, Mr. Take I, his shirt off hey, every two seconds. I'm yeah. I'm also hot. Thank you very much. Before we log off, can you answer this question, Kenny? Who's okay. Joey Halliwell? The ginger spice. Yeah, there we go. Okay, well, we've all learned something and I hope <laughs> everyone listening to this has learned something too. I think it's been really nice. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed this and I hope that the listeners do. Yeah. All right. I'll see you at home, Kenny, on your sofa. Literally. All right. See you Listening to minutes. the script. Bye. See you, <laughs> at, see you at home. <laughs>